Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you this week by you, the hundreds of people who listen to the Door County Pulse podcast and the weekend primer twice a week, every week. If you're an individual or small business who would like to reach out to those hundreds of listeners each week, then why not think about sponsoring an episode of the Door County Pulse podcast or weekend primer? You can do so by emailing us at info at doorcountymarketing.com. From all of us in Door County and across the United States who check in every week to the Door County Pulse podcast, we look forward to hearing from you very soon. weekend primer comes out but we already covered all of the halloween goodness coming up last weekend so i guess we have to talk about all of the non-halloween events coming up for november 2nd through 4th okay sounds good to me i'm andrew clyden and i'm matthew Marcon, and this is your weekend primer on Friday, November 2nd, there's a stargazing dinner and movie at the Crest Pavilion in Egg Harbor. Uh, the Emissary comes to the Crest Center in Egg Harbor featuring free popcorn, pizza, and candy. Come early to make an alien-repelling hat. Following the movie, you can meet the director and the co-producer who are going to lead you through stargazing. Have you seen The Emissary, Matt? I have not, but it's been splattered like throughout the entire summer, and I've just never had the chance to go see it. It's kind of like a Door County rite of passage, I think. Everybody yeah. needs to see The Emissary. Um, I see it all the time. Like They still have a big kiosk. Uh, at Main Street Market. Yep, they okay. do. So I see it there all the time. And it's kind of bizarre that we haven't seen it because it, like literally every weekend somebody is showing it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it's right up my alley. It's kind of a sci-fi cool thing, and it was shot here. So, And it's also interesting that we both love movies, and we just have never gone out to see, to see one that was made in Door County. I'm more surprised that you haven't seen it because, yes, we both love movies, but I don't see movies. True. I can't remember the last movie that I saw. I go out and see all of the Marvel movies and, like, the Star Wars movies in theaters, but I really don't watch movies outside of that. Yeah, I try and see everything. Um, so, yeah, it's really surprising that I haven't seen this. That's true. You come in all the time and you're like, hey, I saw this movie, and I was like, that's a movie? And I go, yeah. What was the, the most recent one? Uh, something about space, right? Uh, First Man. Yeah. With Ryan Gosling. Okay, how was that? That was really good. It was really good. It tells the story of Neil Armstrong and the first moon mission. Um, Very good. It's the same director who did Whiplash and La La Land. So very, very, it was very well done. Um, Definitely an Oscar contender for sure. Does Ryan Gosling play Neil Armstrong? Yeah. Was Neil Armstrong that handsome? Oh, for sure. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, how does it take us to, like, do they show them on the moon? Yep. Did we get all the way there? Yep. Spoilers. All, spoilers, spoilers, we land on the moon. Yeah, we land on the moon in this movie. That's not the climactic ending. It, it was it was pretty close. I mean, once once they get into space, it gets really tense. And and for a movie that you know how it ends, it's still one of those, it's still one of those feelings where you're super tense. Um, and that's, and that's always a really cool feeling. So they could have um, done a, a surprise twist. <laughs> no, nope. they, they could have been a, a secret. And then, like, where where the Apollo thirteen mission fails, so then we have to go back to America and film it on a on a set. Yeah, what if they had gone that way? (laughs) What if they had like promoted this movie as the true story of the moon landing, and it's this great biopic with Ryan Gosling, and then like at the hour and thirty minute mark, ten or fifteen minutes before the end, they're like, yeah, so uh, the shuttle doesn't work, (laughs) uh, so we got to get Stanley Kubrick on the phone, right? And then they just go through that one, and the whole time Ryan Gosling like keeps looking at the camera, like Jim from the office and being like, Ooh, uh, 
Well, looks like we're doing this. That would be a very different movie. It would be a much better movie, I think. Well, you don't see movies, so. That's true. I haven't seen that one, so I don't know. I think that that's actually the twist ending for The Emissary, is Ryan Gosling comes <laughs> Ryan in. Gosling comes in? Yeah. Crest Pavilion is a really cool place, I think, to watch a movie. We've got a big screen up top in that big kind of viewing area. Um, so if you haven't seen The Emissary, like, you know, we haven't, then maybe this is your perfect opportunity. I live in Egg Harbor. I should be able to make it down to see The Emissary. Yeah, that's here. true. There's no excuse for you. Plus, I, live in, I live in Fish Creek. It's too far away. Plus, we get to meet the director and the co-producer and then look at the sky. Right. They're going to point up there and be like, all right, do you remember this from the movie? <laughs> they're going to point at the different stars and be like, all right, remember that scene where you saw the sky? That's the same one, right? There. Right. Yeah, it all makes sense. I think it's perfect. On Saturday, November 3rd, is the Turkey Trot. This is a race that starts down in Sevastopol, and I'm actually going to run this one. You are? Yes. So, as I've said probably a hundred times on these podcasts, Mm -hmm. my wife got really into running this year, and she signed up for like eight different runs right at the beginning of the year, and this is one of the last ones. And I started running a couple months ago, and I've run a couple times, but I really need to like (laughs) dig into it. Um, but I was like, hey, running's not that bad. I've been kind of enjoying this. So she signed me up for the turkey trot. So, so you're, now you're I, digging into the turkey trot. Yeah, I have to run. I'm going to do the two-mile run, uh, which would be fine. I've run two miles before. I think I should I right, can probably easy. do it. Um, That's a piece of cake, piece of turkey. I looked up turkey trots, and apparently uh, turkey trots are a thing kind of all over America. Yeah. And they're, they're usually run close to Thanksgiving as a way to burn off all those extra calories that you put on sure. during Thanksgiving. But this one's a little strange because it's happening almost a month in advance right. of Thanksgiving. And then the award for winning is a turkey. So it's like that, that defeats the purpose of the turkey trot, I think. Well, no. Now you just don't have to fight all of the other shoppers in... In grocery stores to get your turkey. You already have. So you train and get your turkey. Right. And but, then you don't have to deal with it. But that physical battle that happens is more calories burning. So now it's like you run an, a, a month in advance and they give you a free turkey and you're like, all right, well, I'm set. Can that turkey even last until Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. You can freeze a turkey for Yeah, but then it's not that good. No, it's fine. It's not as good. All the turkeys that you get are frozen anyway, usually. I like to go hunt my turkey day of. There's a lot of turkeys around. I would never hunt a turkey in Door County because they're all my friends. <laughs> yeah. We have a whole herd of turkeys that come through my neighborhood and they like bathe themselves in our little pond and stuff. Oh, get those things out of there. No, I love those get guys. Them out They're of my there. best friends. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be driving on the road and I'll see them just standing in the road. And I'm like, oh, c- come on, guys. And I'll like stop and I'll honk my horn. And then like 40 turkeys will run across the road. It's like, you guys are so silly. And then you, you lead them, you lead them from the road into your oven. I'm surprised. Okay, so. I usually don't partake in, like, any of the food prep for Thanksgiving. Nope. And I specifically can't do the turkey stuff because I can't eat food that still looks like the animal. <laughs> like, that bothers me. Uh, so so you don't like um, so you don't like eating pork with the pig head that has an apple in its mouth? No. Like, I, I like it in movies and stuff because it's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, I went to a pig roast where they were roasting the whole pig, and that was like, okay, cool. Well, now, it, like, it that, that bothers me. My mom one time made Cornish game hens where you just eat the bird, and it was like, this Ugh. is just the bird. <laughs> like, it was like, I couldn't do it. Um, so I, I don't participate in the food prep. I just let them hand me the, the, the meat that looks nothing like the bird anymore. Recently, I started making my own chicken wings at home, and I have recently found out how the wing and the breast, or the, the wings connect to each other, and that, that was interesting. 
Yeah. That, that's it. That's all I had for that tangent. What do, what's your favorite type of chicken wing? Do you like the drumstick or the wing? I like I like the drumstick. Okay. I think I prefer the wing. There's a little bit more going on with it, and you got to, like, push the well, meat out from the center. Technically, I prefer boneless wings. I, I would agree. I also I prefer like boneless, boneless wings. wings because then I can use a fork and a knife. Favorite place to get wings? Buffalo Wild Wings. Same. All I, right. High five. I don't want to do that in the podcast room. Okay, Woo. there it is. Um, that's a nice blip on the recording. <laughs> I used to work at the Mall of America, and they had a really cool deal. You know how, like, on Tuesdays you could get, like, 10-cent wings or whatever they were? Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings? So they had that deal every night after 10 o'clock, which oh, is wow. when most of the businesses closed. You had, like, an hour window where you could do carryout if you were a mall employee, and you could get that, like, 10-cent wing deal. So I would get, like, a bucket of boneless wings every week at the Mall of America. Um, usually when I go to Green Bay, I'll either stop at Chipotle or Buffalo Wild Wings. So... Those are the two big things you're missing? Those are my two big things that I'm missing. I find that in a pinch, Pizza Hut's wings are decent. Wing Street? Yeah. You can, you can get by with Pizza Hut wings. I've never had them. Oh, they're, they're decent. They're totally decent. You know, the other secret rule of the turkey trot is that you actually hold a turkey and have to debone the whole thing while you run. That's tough. Yeah. So not only do you have to balance it as you're running, but you have to get it done in two miles. Does it also come with uh, stopping for, like, um, sweet potatoes or cranberry sauce? Yeah, that's what's at the aid stations. Instead of water and Gatorade, they've just got bottles of cranberry sauce. Gross. (laughs) Also on Saturday is Rib Fest. As if all this food talk wasn't making you hungry already, you can come to the lodge at Leatham Smith and eat ribs from competitors while the food lasts. Featuring music from Kenya Singh. He's a DJ, and his name is Ken Ya Singh. See, I was going to write a pun for this one, for ribs, but the DJ name was, was perfect good enough. enough. Yeah. Uh, proceeds of this event are going to benefit Neighbor to Neighbor. Do you know what Neighbor to Neighbor is? No, what is it? Neighbor to Neighbor is a nonprofit organization that comforts and assists people experiencing problems arising from conditions or limitations that lead to a deterioration in their quality of life. I think that's a perfectly fine charity to eat ribs for. Yeah, absolutely. I also think that that description on their website is the most vague description. It's a charity (laughs) that goes to help people who are having problems. Hey, that means they can do whatever they want. Exactly. And I think that's probably the best. It's a wide-ranging reach of people that they can help, which is cool. Right, and if you're donating to charity, you want to donate to a charity that's going to help people. Right, I would prefer that. So is this anything like the barbecue competition that was on Washington Island? Uh, except it's limited to ribs. So it's all ribs. Now, were there ribs at the Washington Island barbecue competition? Probably. All right, so this is all ribs. Do you like ribs, Matt? I do like ribs. My wife is a really big fan of ribs. I, I like them from time to time, but they're not my favorite. But it's but then the only problem with the ribs is that it goes back to our wing conversation of I like boneless wings because they are not as messy. But don't you like the fun of like pulling the rib out and then eating it off the rib and Yeah, so I have to be in a mood to eat ribs and be like, I'm gonna get dirty, don't wear my white shirt and white pants and white shoes. Or do wear all your your whole white outfit and just flex on them there. Ooh. Just go up and be like, I'm ready. And they're like, I don't think you're ready. So you're like, no, no, give me the wings or give me the ribs. And it just, you clean your whole plate and mm. everything is immaculate. Yeah. And you, I don't have a single drop of barbecue sauce on me. Mm-hmm. And then you finish and you put the last wing down and you're like, done. And you slam your fist on the and table, it but it hits the plate and it throws all of the, the remaining on your clothes. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. All right. So, rib fest. I went to a rib restaurant in um, Hawaii. No, in Michigan. Colorado. No, it was in um, Kansas City. Kentucky. 
I went to a rib restaurant, I think, right outside of Kansas City. That Kansas was, City has good barbecue. Yeah, and it was right, uh, it was located in a gas station. So you would go into the gas station, and in the back they had a rib restaurant just kind of there. It was really skeevy and really strange, but they were, like, voted, like, they were in the top ten of all rib restaurants in the America or something like that. Okay. They might have been featured on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and Guy Fieri knows his barbecue. Yeah. That man's blood yep. is barbecue sauce. Wow. So, Seems unhealthy. He knows his barbecue. But that was really good. Um, they had a lot of different sauces that you could put on. So are, you, are you a spicy sauce? Sweet sauce? I really don't like spicy food at all. Mm. Um, so I prefer the more sweet sauces. Um, I actually really like the ribs at Famous Dave's. Yep. Um, big fan of those. Coyote Roadhouse. Good wings. Or good ribs. Mm-hmm. My wife gets their ribs. Their ribs all the time. My wife gets their ribs all the time. Also on Saturday is Clue at Maxwell and Bray's. Now, I know you're wondering, Clue is a board game, but at Maxwell and Bray's, it is an immersive screening of the cult classic movie with seven suspects, six weapons, and five dead bodies. Attendees are encouraged to dress as their favorite character, prizes will be awarded to the best dressed, and the culprit will be announced during intermission with optional karaoke to follow. Tickets are available at DoorCountyTickets.com. Okay, I have several questions. Lay it on me. Um, It it says here that Clue is a cult classic movie. Yes. So I'm assuming that this came out a while ago. Yeah, I think it came out in the 80s. I want to say maybe like 85, 86. See, I was thinking that it was like a modern adaptation of Clue. Because remember, they did like uh, Battleship. Remember that? (laughs) Unfortunately, I do. Yeah, so I thought that it was Rihanna. Rihanna. right in the same vein as Battleship would have been the Clue movie. No, so Clue, um, Tim Curry... Okay. He's he's the butler in Clue, um, and it's is a great movie. Man, it's I gotta see so, this. It's, and the, the coolest part about Clue is that it has, I want to say, like four alternate endings. In like, the movie? Yeah, the movie had like four different alternate endings, and... I'm not, I'm not, obviously I'm not old enough to know how it ran in theaters, but there's a cut of the movie that would say it ends and then it says, but this is how it also could have ended. And then it runs through like it was Mr. White in the boardroom with the lead pipe or it could have, or this could have happened or this and did, and it ran like four in a row of like all the different alternate endings. It's a great movie. It's like a, it's, it's a comedy. So it's like a dark comedy horror, like mystery Hmm. comedy kind of, it's a great movie. Okay. I feel like you need to watch it. Uh, Yes. Quick tangent before I get back to my other questions about this event. Um, have you ever seen like video game speed runs? Yes. Where you try to complete a video game as fast as humanly possible? Yes. One of my favorites is uh, somebody playing through the video game adaptation of Clue. There's a video game adaptation yeah. of Clue? No, there is. And the strategy is like you put your mouse cursor in a specific place and then you just click as fast as possible and it will select it'll select the same like culprit murder weapon in place every time so you just have to like start the game up click really fast and then hope that that happened to be the one that it <laughs> randomly picked so I think the clue speedrun is like two seconds where it just starts up and it's like clue and then click 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 you won and it's like okay good that seems kind of unfair yeah but it's I just I like that that's like the speed run for it um, which you, like you couldn't do outside of because you did you do it and right. it's like nope got it wrong so let's go ahead what if that was how you played in real life or as soon as like you were the first person to go and you're like I think it's this at this at this and then they were like, "Yeah, you got it." I mean, you could do that. You can guess at any time. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like become so good at Clue that I can just guess just off of I don't know whatever. And that's people, like counting cards. Yeah, and then people would be like, "Yeah, you got it. This is a real fun game." <laughs> Thanks. Like, All right, I'm glad take, to play. Taking my Clue board back home. So I'm assuming here when they say that there's gonna be seven suspects, six weapons, and five dead bodies, the dead bodies will be played by actors, right? I mean. You would think so. Or at least props. I think this can go back to the conversation we had last week on the perfect murder. 
I mean, you could hide an actual dead body there. No one would know for hours. That would be awful. If if you showed up at this thing and you're like, all right, so here are the actors playing the culprits, here are the murder weapons, and here are five actual dead bodies. Or, no, it's not actors. You, you, just, you just sprinkle one in. So maybe it's like four actors who are playing a dead body, and then you have like the real one. That's almost worse. It's but no almost, one would know, or no one would know for hours. It, it's, until everybody gets up and bows, and they're like, hey, that guy didn't get back up. And then you're like, what? What happened? And then by then, I'd be long gone. I'm going to guess you. I'm going to go, and I'm going to say, it was Matthew Marcon in the podcast studio with the I'm headphone jack. I'm not saying that I was there. I'm just saying. I like that this has everything. It's got prizes for a costume contest. There's karaoke afterwards. I think the karaoke is the weirdest part. <laughs> but I feel like you have to sing songs that match like I think you have to sing like a murder song or something. Yeah, you know those those classic murder songs. Sure. Like Bohemian Rhapsody. I guess it's a murder song. I hung my head. I haven't heard that one. Killing me softly. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're stretching. Candle, killing killing can, in the name. Okay, well no, I don't think that one yeah. is. Uh Candle in the Wind, depending on your perspective of history. <laughs> okay. So I think I think I think if you do karaoke at this clue event that you have to sing a theme song. Does Clue have a like a theme song? No. <laughs> you come in with your own and you're like, hey, just turn the karaoke machine off. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something from I wrote. Yeah, I wrote this I is wrote an original piece. You bring in your guitar and you sing the Clue theme song. Can you give me a take of what you're No, but I think that it would just have to be uh every possible combination that you just uh-huh. sing through. Okay. That seems kind of lame. That seems really long. <laughs> yes. There's probably a couple thousand different combinations that you can pick in Clue. You're right. Matt, is there anything happening on Sunday? Uh, no, not really. Well, there probably is There's plenty nothing. going on. There's nothing. Um, but there is. I, I clicked on my calendar, and Google reminded me that daylight savings time is ending on Sunday. Oh, that's right. Daylight savings and and whatever the other one is are things that just like happen. And I don't really remember until it happens. What do you mean, whatever the other one is? Well, there's daylight savings and whatever the because they switch. No, it's just always daylight savings. Yeah, but time. then, but yeah, but then you switch it. Whatever that other day is, it's spring forward and fall back. Yeah. Okay, but they're both daylight savings. Sure. Times. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Here's my question: Is it daylight saving time or daylight savings time? Savings. Well, that's how we say it in the United States. But yeah. Apparently, in other places, it's daylight saving time. Or if you're in the United Kingdom, it's summertime. Nothing. Nothing the UK does is right. I just like how it's like, oh, it's summertime, better turn those clocks back. But it's not summertime. It's winter. Here's what I think is the most buck wild thing about this. George Hudson proposed the idea of daylight saving in 1895. How much backlash do you think he was met with where they were like, hey, I know that we're trying to get work done, but it gets too dark around six o'clock. What if we just like moved the clock around? And people were like, no, the clock is the clock. And he was like, yeah, but what if we just skewed it a, a one hour? That would give us an extra hour to work. I feel like I feel like he would have been, I feel like he was like the kid who, when you're at school and you're finishing up class and the teacher forgot about the homework assignment you needed to turn in and the other, and like the, the one kid was just like, hey, miss so-and-so, you forgot to collect the homework. And everyone's like, hey, shut up, Tommy, like. Stop! Don't bring I, it up. No, I, think I feel like right that's on. what he is. Because workers were like, "Up, oh, it's four thirty. Got to stop. Can't, can't see what I'm doing, yeah, it's boss. Too dark. Can't see my hands anymore." And then this guy was like, "What if we just like made it not four <laughs> Right. What if we just made it like five thirty? Then we could get a whole extra hour of work done." And then they were all just like, oh, "George, you're the worst." I think George, George uh, is the worst. George was found dead shortly after in, 19, <laughs> in 1895. Um, 
So I was actually looking through the Daylight Saving Time Wikipedia page, and I found out that there's a whole section on health effects of Daylight Saving Time. Oh, no. And I think that this is absolutely insane, because clock shifts were found to increase the risk of heart attack by 10%. What? Yeah, uh, because it, you know, disrupts sleep and reduces sleep efficiency. So... Here's right from the Wikipedia article. Effects on seasonal adaptation of the circadian rhythm can be severe and last for weeks. A 2008 study found that although male suicide rates rise in the weeks after the spring transition, the relationship weakened greatly after adjusting for the season. So I think that that means that, like, suicide rates go up around daylight saving time. What? Yeah. A 2008 Swedish study found that heart attacks were significantly more common in the first three weekdays after the spring transition. Now daylight savings time is horrifying. Yeah. Dave, I don't think I can come into work on Monday. Yeah, I need to get my <laughs> full I'm, I'm my depressed. full regular sleep. Right. That's wild. Now, we, we're going to fall back, so we're going to gain an hour. Right, we gain an hour. What are you going to do with your extra hour? Sleep. You're going to sleep? Yeah. That's a wasted hour. Well, what, what do you want me to do? Because, okay, so it's going to hit midnight and then go back to 11. Well, I'll, right? I'll, I'll already be in bed. But that's a secret hour. It's not secret. No, it is, because anything that happens there doesn't count. Oh, wow. Yeah, so all laws don't matter from 11 to 12 on daylight savings time because it just goes back. So this is the purge. Yeah, because they can't be like, where were you at, at 12 plus o'clock? They're going to be like, where were you at 11? I was like, I was at home. I'm like, no, 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 not the actual 11, the, the 11 that we lost for daylight savings. Like, no, I was home, man. Wow. Here's a, here's a picture of me with my alarm clock at, <laughs> at 12 o'clock. This is just like a ripple in the space-time continuum. That's exactly What's, what happens. Oh, my gosh. Because I had, I had assumed that we just changed our clocks, but no, it, it's like a wrinkle in time just sucks that hour out of existence. So with that new hour, let's head down to Maxwellton Braze and set a dead body there. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna sabotage the clue event <laughs> to fulfill your strange fantasies, Matt. Yeah, but I'll definitely be sleeping because I'll already be in bed. I'm gonna stay up an extra hour. Do it and use that hour. You won't. I like to stay up on daylight saving times to watch the clock change back to, to watch everything break. This is what it, is this like uh, in the year 1999, going to 2000 and seeing the computers melt mm. down? Well, because like if I like say like right at. I don't know, let's say it changes Y2K. back at, at midnight. If I, like at 11.59, if I walk up my stairs, then it turns to midnight, it's going to go back to 11, and I'm going to zip all the way back downstairs. The time's just going to reverse. Yeah, but that's only going to happen on your phone, because if it's a regular clock, it'll just act normally. Until you change it back. Until you change it. And then everything. See, that's another thing. I hate changing all the clocks now, because then I'm going to have to go around and change all of the clocks. I don't, I don't change any clocks. You don't change any clocks. You no. just keep the, the your oven. Yeah, because the only time clock that I wrong. look at is on my phone. Oh, you're so, such a millennial. My microwave doesn't even show the time. It usually says one second because I like to stop it before it beeps. So that's pretty much perpetually what my microwave says. Mm. And then I don't even know if my oven has a clock. And if it does, it's not like on the back because my my oven isn't up against the wall. So it's like inlaid right above the oven door. I'm not looking there for the time. It's just my phone. And then I have no other clocks. What about your watch? I think that I leave that alone, too. Hang on. Let's look at my watch right now and see what time it says it is. My watch has stopped. <laughs> and it says that it is it is 6.52. So you're just, you're purely just wearing it for style. I'm, yep. Because I have my phone. I'm not going to look at my watch and be you like. You are such a millennial. I know. I know. It takes me a while to read a watch, too. So people are like, what time is oh, no. it? And I'll look and I'll be like. My watch is stuck. Well, and you'll be telling them the wrong time. No, I'll look at my watch for a little bit, and then I'll look at my phone and be like, uh, it's 326. Young people can't tell time on a watch. Young people can't tell time at all. Young people get time told to them by their phone. 
Right, that's what I'm saying. Like they can't they can't look at a at a dial and see what time it I is. I mean, I can. It just takes me a minute. No, but I'm I'm saying people younger than us, kids in high school and middle school, I don't think they know how to tell time on a clock. They're going to get to that point though where they want to wear a watch that looks cool. But then again, everybody's got an iWatch now. Apple Watch. It's not called the iWatch. No, it's called the Apple Watch. Where have I been? Stuck in a space-time continuum. They don't call it the Apple Phone or the Apple Pad. I know. I'm not, why I'm not Steve Jobs <laughs> or Tim Cook. Well, I think that that's just about going to do it for us this week. Uh, Our recommendation for Sunday would be to enjoy that secret hour that everybody gets. (laughs) Do something you've never done before. Do something wild. Get out there and, you know, change your paradigms up a little bit. But just don't don't come searching Maxwell Embrace for me. Stop this. I won't be there. Everybody use your secret hour wisely. It's an hour that you'll never get back. Well, every hour is an hour you won't get back. (laughs) Yeah, but they happen every day. (laughs) This is like leap year. Where it's like, it's a secret hour that no one knows about. <laughs> so, so leap year is just a secret couple of days. Yeah, well, that, that you lose many days. Well, I'm just saying, they're secret. I, I don't know, I feel like at the end of your life, somebody should be able to give you back all the leap year days that you missed. Le- I, think, I think leap year uh, is fake. It's a government conspiracy. It definitely is, with Hallmark. Think about all of the extra stuff that you could do on those leap year days that you get that you get lost. Are Christmas decorations up already? Right now? Yeah. I, I hope not. I don't want to do anything Christmas until after Thanksgiving. I don't even want to think about it. But when I used to work at the Mall of America, November 1st is when Christmas music would start playing. I started listening to Christmas music yesterday. Why? You're just, part of the problem. I was just in the mood. It's not even Halloween yet. I was just in the mood. You, you're upsetting. That was a great podcast. We'll see you next week, everybody. Check out the events calendar at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available every Friday throughout Door County. And don't forget to subscribe to Door County Podcasts for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. You can find us on DoorCountyPulse.com, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Nice. Oh, that's the ticket. What?